on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Google Ads verification is rolling out to advertisers in a verified stupid format. If you want no partner in the Search Partner Network, Google Ads has a welcome change for you, but only if you have a rep. Cancel all of your previous engagements because Google Ads has a new video subtype that we subscribe to the logic for. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock here on December 15th, 2023. And before we get into all the digital marketing news of the week, what's going on with y'all this week? Um, I, (laughs) Jess is shaking her head. I got nothing. (laughs) I went to a holiday party. Well, I went to our holiday party on Friday. And then on Saturday, I was invited to like a private holiday party in someone's home. Like people still do that. Ooh. I like how you just one-upped our holiday party. It was fancy. They made private. Well, this was like somebody opened their home to me, a peasant. And (laughs) they made prime rib. It was my husband's coworker. And the hostess wore Jimmy Choo shoes. Wow. Mm. And I, like, my outfit would have been okay, but I wore these boots I'm wearing now. And, like, I should have worn heels. Mm, But I truly didn't have a pair that would have worked because, like, pan like, weddings are all in the summer. All my shoes are open toes. Okay, sorry, panda. You're in a 19. Yes. So I'm, like, so insecure about my outfit. Like, all these girls are, like, so fancy and, like, five years younger than me. Yes. That's Fancy party. Okay. Five years younger than me. Like, I was the only mother in the room. So I'm, like, with this small group of his work friends. And we're all kind of outcasts a little bit because it was mostly her friends. And I just keep being, like, I was, like, overdoing the joke. You know, I'm a peasant. Like, I'm ugly. Like, just all night. And I, everyone was laughing at first. And then it, like, got old. So then I get home, get in the dark car, get into my home. And I have red wine marks on my lips. Mm. And nobody told me. All night. All these people. That's what's wrong with fancy people. They want everyone else to look like garbage. But Eddie's friends didn't say anything. My Mm. husband didn't say anything. Mm. So Mm. I'm like mad at him. I'm like, dude, why didn't you tell me? I was obviously insecure. You can't tell me I have red line, red wine lines on my face. He's like, I didn't notice. I'm like, one rude. Then he's like, why aren't you mad at any of my friends? I'm like, they're your friends. Because you didn't tell me. You're my husband. You didn't tell me I look like Pennywise. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so I'm getting to the punchline. So then, this morning is breakfast with Santa at his work, so I see his friend Dom, who's at the party. Mm. And I'm like, come Strong on, name. Dom. Strong name, that Dominic. Guy. Yeah. Gina Perna's brother, friend of the show. Mm. You didn't tell me I had red wine lines on my face all night at this party? Like, what's up? You're not a good friend. He's like, oh, sorry. Get to the car. I had coffee lines on my face this morning the whole time I'm telling the story, and nobody told me. <clears throat> I... Can I have a sidebar quick? Just me and I Jeff? need to get a divorce. No, no, no. We're just going to have a sidebar. Here. Yeah. 
Do you think like somebody needs to tell Shep like how to consume <laughs> beverages? Maybe as a friend. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, that might be the thing. I have really small lips. <laughs> it's somebody, hard. Somebody should. St- I just like it is really it is really hard to be like yo you got something in your teeth because you feel bad but it stings for a minute versus letting somebody walk around yeah being a fool that's so mean like you got to get over it and tell people and what a better segue than saying hey you didn't tell me the other night i had stuff on my face right can i play devil's advocate quick sure i don't think dom is listening so to one of my friends i said you have something in your teeth it was like a chip in her tooth oh oh so you i didn't know Mm. Well, that's on you. Bro. That is also probably <laughs> a very middle, rare occurrence. Middle. So it was a new chip? No, it's it's been there for a while, but I guess I wasn't that close to her before. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. It's a risk you got to take. Yeah, but that's I, very that, uncommon. But then, but then yeah. I felt like a jerk. Maybe he's like, you guys just have like red wine face. He saw me walk into the party sober. Mm. I'm pretty sure I had a booger in my nose like two episodes ago and none of y'all told me. Because when I went to the bathroom upstairs after I saw it. Nobody go back. To I didn't episodes, see it. Please. How'd it taste? <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right. And for me, I just have a question for Shep here. Yeah. So we were at said holiday party. Uh-huh. What happened this past Sunday when the Buffalo Bills oh. took on the Taylor Swifts? Um, I was asked if it was going to be a house divided earlier in the week. I was like, listen, I care about peace in my home. I would mm. never root for the Chiefs. I can't do mm. that. Yeah. And Taylor needs like a little test in this relationship. You know, it's oh, been all oh. high. They've only lost once, wow. right? Whoa. Wow. They ne- she needs a reality check. The she Swifties needs. These are going to be all over you. I know. I feel like you're like you, you thought Carrie No, we need bad. a test. We need to know if he's in it for the long haul quickly. She's mm. ready to go. Okay. She wants to get married. Let's figure it out. She so does. Was Tony outside serious? or no? Tony? Kadarius Tony. Oh, I didn't know his first name. Did you see the tweet that was like, what rhymes with Kadarius? No. Because, like, Taylor's going to write a song about him. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he was offside. Totally. Did you? He was offside multiple times in the game. So I got to say something. Mm-hmm. I was talking in depth with her husband for a long time at the holiday party. Yep. He swears that his Buffalo Bills fandom is exponentially more real than your Taylor Swift fandom. I don't... What does that mean? I, he says... It means you're fighting when you get Nobody likes... Something more than I like the Buffalo Bills. Shep liking Taylor Swift is not even fractional, like a fraction of how much I like the Bills. Well, what he said to me before is like, Taylor Swift doesn't win or lose. Like, I don't have like heartbreaks. I'm like, you were there in 2020 when she canceled Loverfest East. So I don't know how you can say that to me. Mm. Was that a win or a loss? She, a loss. <laughs> okay. Um, that's blasphemy. That's just not true what he said. So That's what he said. Okay. okay. Well, you know. we'll see how that goes for him tonight. <laughs> okay. And let's get into the main news. Shep, what do we have up first this week? So first up here, we have an update. Um, I don't know if anyone was listening last week, but we talked about an analytics report that showed PMAX ads were showing up next to green m ms basically. Um, and a new report from Adweek says Google lets advertisers opt out of search partner network on all campaigns. So I see why am I this analytics report found that ads were showing up on pornographic, sanctioned, and pirated websites. And these placements were search partners placements in PMAX campaigns, I think they said in most of the examples. And if you're not familiar with search partners, these are non-Google-owned sites that in the past 
have been a problem for search and shopping campaigns, but we've always had the option to opt out and turn them off. But with PMAX and universal app campaigns, you haven't been able to turn them off. So this article kind of showed all the red flags that people are seeing there. Now Google is temporarily allowing brands to opt out of placing their ads on SPN, Search Partner Network, for all campaign types. And Google representatives told Adweek that the opt-out to PMAX is available until March 1st, which is very weird. Like nobody's saying what's going to happen next. Um, PPC Greg was kind of in the weeds in the latest version of Google Ads Editor, and he saw that you cannot opt out an editor. PPC Kirk at PPC Kirk tweeted, <laughs> I have questions. What does temporarily mean and why? Can you only opt out for a few months? Also, how does one opt out if they want to? Like none of those details were in the article. Yeah. So what happens if you don't opt out of this amount? Your ads, your PMAX ads, or I guess universal app campaigns sh- could show on these third-party non-Google-owned sites in search results. And it does not take into any exclu- like exclusion list you have of placements. Right. Because it's search. It's search partners. Mm-hmm. So if you're on PMAX, you will show on Breitbart. You could, yes. You, I will say that you will. I've tested it. Wow. So... But what Google's big defense was like, nobody's on Breitbart or the M&M example. Nobody's on a porn site searching for M&Ms. But it's like, so what? They could and somebody could grab a screenshot. Yeah. And I've got something better. Maybe you should vet the people that you allow to run search partners. There is gigantic scams that they are co-signing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are completely co-signing rat sites from being included in their search partners. It's diabolical Mm -hmm. what they're doing they're like oh yeah we could just do this and then people arbitrage it with normal search it's a giant disaster but it it. it sucks that you can say you've got these placement exclusions and then oh you know what you're right there with it's actually not the green m&m it's a a nude lady yeah or man (laughs) and now i guess you're going to be able to do it at the account level like for all of your campaigns you can say i want search partners off but there was no detail about how you're going to do that. So Ginny responded on Twitter from her at Ads Liaison account and said PMAX and App Campaign customers may contact their account rep or support to request out. So if you don't have an account rep. Oh, no, no. You, you got something you can do. You cry? Can, you can get support and pay $50. I oh. don't want to do that. Well, you can pay $50 to get out of the porn and Breitbart. That is wrong. I should be able to say I don't want to no, show no, up no. porn. No, no. You can pay $50 and do it. I'm not okay with that. Well, then you're going to be next to the uh, nude green m M&M. and I'm not like this is just messed up. It's this is this is very, very bad because they're trying to backtrack like they didn't do anything wrong. So you included all these people into your search partners mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to make more money. You allow arbitrage across the board on stuff that should never be an actual search partner. You can't say that Breitbart is a search engine. That is not the same thing as like a DuckDuckGo. No. It's not. And they are too money hungry. They're too greedy. They're shaking every cushion to make every cent out. And it's just not the same. It's not a search partner. And that's why you look at this and you're like, oh, my optimization score is minus 8% because I didn't include search partners. It's... It's a disaster. They actually like the media were the bad guys for exposing this. They were <laughs> right. like, the media is out there yeah. no, no, searching for wrong. green M&Ms on a porn site. Like, no, people should know that their ads can show up there. 
So I guess how it went down was a bunch of people said they were going to pull PMAX spend. They told Adweek that they were going to like pause all PMAX campaigns. And then Google announced that you're going to be able to opt out. But only easily if you have a rep. And why only until March? I feel like it's a weird like e-com holiday season thing in my mind. What do you think? But it's still going to be a brand safety problem yeah. for St. Patrick's like, Day. What about after March? <laughs> I mean, there, there are layers. Are you actually asking me a yes, question? Yes, yes. So there are layers where one, the problem that this makes is that there are people that actually have support at Google, usually bigger advertisers. Mm -hmm. And they are afforded a lot more things than people that have lower budgets. And if I'm trying to get a hold of support with a lower spend, I'm an SMB, it is going to be very, very tough sledding to get out of this. And that's, to me, not a fair thing mm -hmm. to say, just because you spend less, it's going to be really hard for you to get away from porn and other things that might not be up to my sensitivity levels, like being on Breitbart. I just don't think that's a fair fight when that happens. So to me, that there's a huge, but that's Google. They don't care about the small people. They just don't. They never have. Um, so that's that's my biggest concern here is that you have to have the time or money to call support. You literally need money to call support in some cases. It happens all the time. If you want to call support, it's $50. It's so And you're going to have to go fight for that $50 to try to get out of being shown next to And then who knows if it'll help, you know? Right. But then other people are going to be able to get out of it with more money. And I think that's... I think that's the problem. And, and none of the DOJ stuff ever looks at that, which I think is like, I don't think we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Google lost a antitrust thing, not the big one. But these are the things that are really antitrust, where you are not making the competition fair to let some people out of things that don't spend as much. And then you actually let people out of things that because they spend more. It's just wrong all around. And I want to know why March. And I hope we have another option after that, at least. Yeah. I don't know. It's very odd. Well, it's, it's also like you're freaking Google. Like if, if this was Cypress North and something happened, we'd figure a way yeah. out to make it, hey, let's toggle out of this within a week. Mm -hmm. You are the biggest tech company in the world. And you're saying, give us till March. Like, sorry, you need to do better. And you need to say, let me put an exclusion list mm -hmm. on my search partners or let me opt out of search partners for PMAX. But you know what? That is rat junk garbage inventory that they can't sell any other way. The only way they can sell it is with PMAX and it doesn't behoove their stockholders to get, do that option. Like, do you know how easy that would be to just make a, a radio button, click on or off? They and have it elsewhere. It is like part of every campaign, mm -hmm. but is it something that is going to help their stock price? No. So then you have now have to pay $50 to call a rep and try to get out. Got any good news for us, Jess? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't It's not going to win over everyone after that, but it's cool. So Ivalina Ansarova posted the following on LinkedIn. I'm just going to read it word for word because it explains the news really nicely. New in Google Ads, a new campaign subtype in YouTube within Google Ads, YouTube engagements. In recent days, I've come across a new opportunity in various accounts, targeting ads in Google Ads with the aim of driving subscriptions to a YouTube channel. To utilize the conversion optimization tailored for subscriptions, you need to link it to your advertising profile, it being your YouTube channel. 
Then she goes on to say the key distinctions of note are that VAC or video action campaigns optimized for subscriptions won't be displayed on Google video partner platforms and won't reach YouTube viewers who are not signed in because signed in YouTube viewers tend to be the audience most inclined to subscribe. Obviously. And that last part about placements, I did verify it in the FAQ for the help article um, that Google Ads had about it. The help article also notes that to utilize this subtype when you're setting up your campaign, you have to choose campaign-specific goal settings. and So annoying. I know. But at least they tell you what to do. And you have to select engagements as your conversion goal. There might be some additional setup that you have to do, too, depending on how you have your conversion set up. But that's great for creators that want to actually drive subscriptions to their channel. I I think this is a great option. I didn't see an official announcement. But again, the details are all correct, according to the help article that I found. So I love to see it. Yeah, definitely fits a need. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it just does it right for you on YouTube in the YouTube like section is is great. Yeah. So if you're an agency trying to build a following, hey, 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 <laughs> this Tom's is awesome. running out for the most pro Google Marketer of the Year award. I feel like you're just. I think this is I nice. Just trying to make up for the last round. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> because we've tried to build YouTube yeah. following, and it's hard. It sucks. You have to like pay for videos and to to get watched. And if you can say you can only target people logged in, th- that's very nice. You're not out on other partner sites. This is a big deal if you're trying to grow your YouTube. Should you grow your YouTube? That's a totally different question we're going to answer in the organic section here. But I think if you, that's your goal, this is a very nice thing that they should have probably had a long time ago. Yeah. And the fact, again, those placements, that's just a way that it is. There's nothing you have to opt in or out of for it. It's just going to do that for you. And that's really nice. I'm surprised this didn't come earlier. The ability to say, spend money on Google to get people to a Google property so that then you have a more larger audience on Google. That's like the most Google thing ever. To watch Google ads. That's right. true. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? That's this why they're doing it right. Very smart. Mm-hmm. All right. And from me here, well, actually, it's from Anthony Higman. Higman! He says, the new identity verified badge is showing in Google ads. We've seen a little bit of this. Um, Anthony says, we're seeing these appear more and more today across verticals. The messed up part, they aren't appearing for all verified advertisers. It looks like half of advertisers who are verified don't have this badge. Google, WTF is up with this. How are you going to make everyone get verified, then roll this out to only half of verified advertisers? I seriously hate when they do this kind of stuff. When you roll this out, tell no one and only give it to half the people. This disrupts business and ad performance across the board. Anyone else seeing this? And I agree. I think it's helpful to have the fact that you you have an identity. Like that seems like again table stakes to be able to show ads. It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have my identity verified. I'm not a scammer. But the problem is when this only rolls out to a certain select few. These are things that to me are more monopolistic, right? Like, oh, you pay me more, you now get more support. Or you pay me more, now you get identity verified on here. Yeah, because there's no way that doesn't impact click-through rate. A hundred percent. You show up next to somebody that doesn't have that? Honestly, out of all of your possible extensions now called assets, that might be the number one thing is the fact that people know your identity is verified rather than a site yeah. link here or there. I haven't seen it as an option to like turn on and off as an asset. Right. But it's just like if you do these things, just make it for everybody. 
You can opt out of PMAX. Cool. Make a button for people that don't have a rep. That's that's the saddest thing. Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to be sad anymore. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from David Kyle at David Kyle on X. David has a question number 37 of 50 in his Google ad certification. Mm. And he says, I remember when being at Google ad certified actually meant something. We actually had to do business math. Now really? it's just a propaganda check. It used to. Yeah. I'm literally selecting answers. I know are 100% false. Because it's the expected correct answer. Hashtag Google Ads. Hashtag PPC Chat. I like the fact he went out and he added Google Ads on this. It's pretty strong. The screenshot says, what are three benefits of opting in to apply recommendations automatically? Oh, my. That's already. His responses, because he has to choose three, are one, your campaign performance will improve. Are you kidding me? Two, you can opt in without having to add more budget. Number three, you'll be adding best practices to your Google Ads accounts routinely. What's the fourth option? You're opting in a smart bidding and then your implementation of responsive search ads will be automatic. Sorry, you're already doing responsive search How ads. How is it? That is terrible. The they fact that you will can say improve your performance will improve and make that a quite like no, no. nobody no. can say that performance will means something improve. different to everyone. I that such clown behavior. <laughs> they are like honestly evil. Go. You just don't want to say rad. Go. <laughs> Go. Three benefits of opting in to apply recommendations are like literally nothing. That sounds like a trick question. You could say I have to do less work. Wow. That's a benefit. Yeah. yeah. You could say I have to do I less work. I make Google work. happy. I don't care about my clients and I don't care I about I sold my soul to the devil. Huge benefit. The fact that you have to hit. Your performance will, will improve. improve. Oh, it's free. You can opt in without having to add more budget. Yeah. And we're, you're going to spend more on things you don't want. On clever match, on best practices set by the people who you're paying to use the platform. The people. Can we take the test live that, and record yes. it? That would be so fun. We, actually, yes. it might be against terms. Of <gasps> we should though. We could wear hats too. We just have to be on screen. <laughs> we can't wear hats. We can't pee. <laughs> Shoot. Watch no, that's us. a different yeah. test. We'll we'll take it live. Would you do that with? All three of us. Yes. Yep. And we just talk out loud. Yep. And we do a live marketing clock. Yes. Taking the Google ads. Please. Sense. Yes. And we just rant in the middle. That's a great idea. That's the best idea you've ever had, Shep. You've had some good ideas. Shep, uh, we're doing I, it. I think yeah. people would pay to watch it. We could I, donate it to charity. Is yes. Is your certification lapsed? No, it's totally gone. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. It expired for years. All right, yeah. We're all going to recertify, <laughs> take the test, <laughs> and talk out loud. I'm so excited. I love it. Okay. Yeah. You know what? They're probably going to take our stuff away. Because remember, they can take all your certifications away if you take the test too early. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that too. You, you can't try to proactively re-up just to be in good no, standing. No, 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 no. I would just no, want no, my no. performance you to You have improve. to wait till it lapses until you take it out. But they can't take away you sleeping well at night knowing that you're doing a good job for your clients and not using auto-applied recommendations. I, I, they can't take it away. I completely agree with you. And like Kirk Williams said last week in his take of the week, it used to mean something. It literally now, if you are a premier partner, you're probably a bad agency. If you currently are working with a premier partner, call us because we sleep at night because you are hitting your goals. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Dario Zanoni at Dario Zanoni on X. Google ads demand gen cost. What are we charged for? So this is like a big mystery. We don't know how we're charged for demand gen. And he apparently asked a Google ads rep and figured it out. This is wild, by the way, because I this is the first time I've heard it from Dario. Yeah. Turns out that it depends on creative type and placement. So if it's a banner ad, you're charged by CPC. If it's a video or YouTube ad, you're charged by CPM. And if it's a video or discovery ad, it's cost per engaged view. I feel like it's all just like you writing a blank check. Yeah. They're just charging you whatever they want. That is very puzzling. And he says, yeah, source, Google rep, some insisting. Yeah. Very sketchy. We have an SMX next and there was a coffee talk and we're talking about demand gen and people are like, how do you get it to work? And I'm like, I don't know. There's is recording somewhere. And I'm like, well, hey, sound off in the comments if you got it to work. Guess how many people are sounding off? No one. Crickets. <gasps> Crickets. Just in the fact that we don't know how we're charged. How is this a thing? I don't know. The whole rollout of demand gen was very weird. I was out when it started, but I've just But these are these are elements where when you're talking antitrust, there's a lot of stuff that honestly, like the fact that you're paying Apple twenty six billion dollars or whatever, that's fine. Somebody else can pay for that. But the fact that you're screwing over and not being upfront with how things are charged. This is all very new to me. I feel like I'm in this more than 99.9% of people to just learn this from Dario. Mm -hmm. Wild. Scary stuff. Thanks for asking, Dario. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from her at Ads Liaison account, Jenny Marvin let us know that Google just released, quote, another detailed guide on how Google Ads is implementing the Privacy Sandbox Attribution Reporting API, a.k.a. ARA. Oh, cool. Very detailed. It was basically like, it's flexible. You can use it in a bunch of different ways. It's going to work for every advertiser in every use case. 
nothing. It also mentions that this is all, quote, subject to addressing any remaining competition concerns of the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. That makes me think that this is like Flock, and it was a big announcement that's never going to happen, but... Good luck, everyone. Next up from Adrian Decker at Adrian underscore PPC on X. PMAX for travel preview. Rudy Casado just shared this preview of PMAX travel goals. Nice to see that this campaign type also shows on Google Maps. So this is just kind of a screenshot of the interface. It has placements at the top and it does indeed have Google Maps in addition to all the other PMAX placements. And this example is for a hotel and it looks like the name of the hotel is going to be at the top. Um, so I think this will be cool for travel people. See, I don't. Why? I mean, Travelocity and whatever should be shaking in their boots. Well, again, like we talked about, if you are running PMAX, you're running on unsavory sites, potentially. Oh, yes. And I think you could also, if it were me in charge, this is what I would do. Let's come up with cool travel ads. We don't need PMAX. Why are we just going to take PMAX and use that name to make something happen? Like you can actually say, I want to make a travel ad. Yeah, because yeah. you can't opt out of search partners is what you think. Well, yeah. Why, why, like why does everything have to be PMAX? I get the fact that they're making it happen because they're pushing it. Yeah. And like we see good success with it and we use it all the time. But also, why not just make good travel ads? Yeah. That would be easier. Because they just want everyone to have one PMAX campaign and hand over their credit card is the answer. Next up from Thomas Assel at Thomas Assel on X. He's got another good update. More accounts rolled out for account level conversion diagnostic tab in Google Ads. This helps to get a robust conversion measurement for 2024 and lets you analyze your current measurement, validate that your features are working, new measurement feature alerts, etc. So he has a screenshot of what this is going to look like in your account. This will be nice. Love it. One actually. good thing. Yeah. yeah. You can see if your offline conversions are like looking good, how things are working. These are things we need. Got to take the good with the bad. Pro and be mad about Google the bad. <laughs> most pro Google marketer of the year 2022. Maybe I'll get it in 2023. Who knows? I thought you did get it. Oh, you're saying maybe you'll be back to back. Yeah, maybe I'll be back to back. We'll see. From Joe at the Joe Schmo on X, he said, I use an exact match of, quote, but in brackets because it's exact match, <laughs> assault criminal defense lawyer, Unbracket in order to weed out ambiguous searches like quote assault law assault lawyers. Look at his search term report. Assault criminal defense lawyers has matched to assault lawyers exact match close variant. There's just no you can't. There's no tricks like that anymore. Like mm -mm. if it's an exact match, it's a close variant. It can really match to anything. It's just a very sad world that we live in. Can I can I just say one of my missions? in 2024 is to remove exact match and phrase match is terminology in Google ads. I'm training somebody right now, Bailey, shout out Bailey, probably listening right now. I'm like exact match doesn't mean exact match. Phrase match doesn't mean phrase match. When you're going after things from a DOJ perspective, the fact that you're saying something exactly matches assault criminal defense lawyer and you're saying assault lawyers, those are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
saying that you're matching another term to a different language or to a phone number is not the same thing. We need to change the nomenclature within Google ads because it is broken. It is wrong. It is misleading. You don't have to have a phrase and phrase match. An exact match is not exactly matching. What are we doing here? And with lawyers in the keyword, that could have cost hundreds of dollars for that Literally one Literally 150 bucks. And that's guess. only what we could see because half of them we can't. So and It's not even half now. It's like <laughs> 75%. It's crazy. Next up from Adrian Decker. He found an update from Google early this month that says when you export analytics audiences to ads manager, you can now use them for first party segments using publisher provided identifiers. So I guess he's fighting the good fight with GA4 and finding some good things. <laughs> it's rare. Next from Anthony Higman. Higman. In Google Ads site links. Since when is it required, all caps, that if you use description one, you must also use description two? This is interesting because I remember learning that if you didn't put anything in the descriptions, they could like override it and put whatever they wanted in. But now you have to write it in. He said, I often just use one description line because I don't necessarily want to highlight site links, but will utilize them for auction inputs. Now, if you use one description line, you are required to also use the second description line, even if they're both recommended. Another update from Anthony. He says, is it just me or our competitor terms in Google Ads matching to phrase match keywords at an all-time high right now. So I had to reread that a couple times. But basically, like, a phrase match keyword is just matching to your competitor's mm -hmm. brand name. I'm talking 500-plus new competitor terms in the last week per account. Never seen it this bad before. Wow. Maybe you're just seeing more searches than you were last week, but I hate that. No, when, when he talks, he's right. No, I know he's right, but I'm just saying maybe the search query report, like, happened to be nicer this week. It was a joke. I'm sure Anthony's right. Okay, uh, from Greg at PPC Greg, he says, if you've had a handful of ads disapproved or limited for consumer finance recently, it's because of their updated policy and they pushed it through automated checks. A lot of people were complaining about this. So he has an example where he tried to add a keyword, it's exact match. We don't know what the first part of it, but it just has the word apartments in it. And it says policy violation, consumer finance for using the word apartments. It's probably moving, that's my guess. Don't try to out him. I'm going to out. It's just moving. You don't need to block that. <laughs> but like anytime they have an automated, new automated policy rollout, like we're all in trouble and getting in trouble forget. That was my favorite one. Never yes. forget. Okay. And before we move on to organic, we released a special extra episode this week. It is me and Greg breaking down our top 50 most influential PPC experts in 2023. Lots of names that I just mentioned are in the list. We wanted to make sure that we thanked everyone because, as you can see, those news stories were all from people in the community on LinkedIn or Twitter. So tune in. Yeah, and I know a ways back, PPC Hero stopped updating their list. We just want to jump in and say, not only are we doing 25, we're doing 50. And without all of the community that goes out and above their daily work efforts to help inform and educate people. We just wouldn't have the news we have now. No way. And these are 50 people that just really lead the way in things. So 
big shout out to everybody in general we've used throughout the year and especially these 50 folks. Well, first in organic, the Google November 2023 reviews update has now concluded. So it started November 8th. This is kind of a big one. It didn't end until December 7th. I believe it was 29 days in uh, from wow. start to finish. Um, Barry Schwartz over on Search Engine Roundtable has a great breakdown of the update. The biggest issue here is that people are saying it's core update. It's not. It's the reviews update. And there's also a lot of different elements from that uh, hidden gems update as well that were sort of like late October that could be rolled into this because we don't know exactly when hidden gems came out. But we've got some charts. What's that noise here? Time for Barry's Charts with Greg. All right. So in this week's Barry's Charts with Greg, we've got number three, Wincher. Wincher will always be number three because of how thin their <laughs> bra- actually It's actually a graph. I know this, but I just like seeing charts, how thin their charts are, because it's just, I can't not smile when I see the thinness of everything. What is that? Look how thin those it's are. It's just like you could make them bigger. There's all that space in between. They're just trying to stand out. I know. They do. And it works. And they do. They're third every week. Mm-hmm. You will never be second. You will never be first. It's like, I would, I would call it a line chart, but that's a different thing. That's you know, different. it's not really a bar. Okay, second place probably would win in most weeks, but it's advanced web ranking because if you look at December 3rd, that is Grandpa Simpson's mouth. <laughs> that is Grandpa Simpson's mouth, oh, just like it was Freudberg's uh, mouth before. <laughs> Which he's really the you same guy. You could see the Simpsons in anything. No, I used Futurama before. Yeah, but it's the What's same. What's the difference? They're the same people. They're not they're, the same people. They, One are alien, literal men. aliens. How dare you? Do you spend a lot of time looking at clouds? I do, actually, yeah. I can tell. Okay. But normally that would win because that's Grandpa Simpson's mouth right there. Look at that mouth. Tell me that's not Grandpa Simpson's <laughs> mouth. It does have the little wiggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yep. does. Yep. But number one, it's a holiday season, folks. And cognitive, cognitive SEO is our winner this week because <laughs> we have the most beautiful chart, the most... Perfect. Actually, there's eight on the right side and seven on the left side. That, so I that, wish you didn't tell me that. I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah. But this is just a nice Christmas chart here for Cognitive SEO. A lot of green in the middle and then red on the ends. I just, I just thought we kind of need this as a community. The bars are nice and thick, too. As our best chart. Mm-hmm. Good chart. It looks yeah. like one of those candies. You know what I mean? Those little like gummy candies for Christmas time. They're like sandwich layers of red and green. No? Like Should I put cookies? in an image sideways? Yeah, no. throw an image in sideways. Anyway, Cognitive SEO, you win because you're the most festive chart. And you just have like great symmetry minus the eight to seven. <laughs> 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 and that was Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program about visual charts. Next up in major Google news here, Google has lost their fight against Epic Games and have been declared an illegal monopoly in their app store fight. This was one, um, I, I honestly think the DOJ stuff, their, the DOJ, their biggest argument in the most recent, like starting in September, was I think their biggest chance of winning 
was on the Microsoft side of things when they didn't actually implement the stuff Microsoft was asking. A lot of the stuff you can just pay money for is fine. But there was a different court case going on against Epic Games and the App Store, and Google lost this. This was like, to me, a very simple case, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, and so Epic, in case you don't know who they are, they have Fortnite, a bunch of big games like that. And Google has been considered to have monopoly power in the Android app distribution markets and in-app billing services markets and also did anti-competitive things in those markets according to the verdict put through um, in this court case. So they decided Google has an illegal tie between its Google app or Google Play App Store and its Google Pay billing payment services, and that its distribution agreement uh, with developers and deals with OEMs are all anti-competitive. It took only a few hours of jury deliberation. At this point on Wednesday the 13th, we don't know what any damages are going to be. This was basically due to secret revenue sharing deals that Google had with smartphone makers and big game uh, developers um, and saying that they're going to push these these things through. Mm-hmm. So Epic won. There's no note now on like what they're asking for other than potentially like trying to have them not do it in the future, which the judge said, no, if there's crime in the future, it's crime in the future. <laughs> basically, <laughs> they're like, no, come back. If there's crime in the future, come back. You can't like look for that in the future. So anyway, like it seems like Epic really kind of got screwed on this. So Epic is winning. Google is determined to be um, anti-competitive, anti-trust in this format. I don't trust them. Yeah, anti-trust. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> but to note, Epic did try to do this with Apple and lost. But the fact was that Google had these different deals with different game makers, allegedly, that were antitrust, where they didn't with Apple. So anyway, big blow to Google in my mind here. All right. And from Morty Overseen, a.k.a. at Morty Overseen Buckle Up on X. He <laughs> says, know, did that. Yeah. He's seeing a lot of context feature on YouTube lately. I haven't seen this personally. Mm-mm. In the example, I'm sorry, tables. Tables, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, honestly, we have to talk about this. Talk to Morty. Don't talk to me. You know Morty. Did He, he didn't use this example, did he? Look at the tweet. You're kidding. Yeah. Okay, give the, give the story first. He says, seeing a lot of this context feature on YouTube lately. Really interesting to see how Google is applying the knowledge graph to YouTube. It's something I think is that's worthwhile to pay attention to if only because it highlights the connections Google is able to make. And the example given here is from NBC Sports. And I, I'd assume it's PFT or Pro Football Today. I thought it was, Eddie says it's Pro Football Talk. Pro Football Talk, sorry. It's pfft. I, said I today, know more talk. than you do. <laughs> yeah, you know way more than me. In this context, Sean McDermott was talking about 9-11 and his remarks were disheartening. That's the quarterback of the Bills, Table's favorite, favorite no, football coach, team. Coach. Yeah, the, the, the coach of the Bills and Shep's husband, favorite coach. Yeah. And like he chose, well, okay, this all came out, first of all, what he said was really stupid. 
it had to come out the week we're playing the Chiefs and we're actually in the news, like because of Taylor Swift. Mm. Annoying. Oh, yeah. So it all comes back to Taylor Swift. Yeah, it does. But anyway, Mm. the video talks about 9 11 remarks made by a coach in football. And what showed in a new tab called Context is the September 11th attacks. So they're trying to add different contacts to YouTube videos. And this came from Encyclopedia Britannica, which I don't think has like a huge footprint. I would have thought it came from Wikipedia. Wikipedia, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But to me, the biggest thing is this extra context that's added in the app version, which is what we're looking at, comes above the subscribe button, which is wild. So like if you're watching this video and you're not subscribed, This context is very high up. So you might be getting more traffic if you're like a rich result for a specific content or context or content. But maybe like do that more and stop blacklisting us for saying like a disease that I know we have to believe the Mm -hmm. endemic words. So maybe this will help with that. Just add the context. I honestly don't think there's any help with YouTube. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. From Barry Schwartz paid team member on the list of the top 50 influential PPC folks of 2023. He's saying the Google... The SEOs are jealous. They, They're we're quaking. taking him to our side. Yeah. We are bringing him to our side. Mm-hmm. But Barry said, Google confirms it did not roll back the last helpful content update and has a tweet from Danny Sullivan at Search Liaison on X where he says, to clarify any potential confusion, no, the last helpful content update was not rolled back. There's a lot of drama going on this week. I'm trying not to include it all, but people were deleting tweets and all this, but like Googlers were deleting tweets and all that. But nothing has been rolled back. I just rode the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, so I know about a rollback, you know. Mm. Mm. How was it? So cool. I hope I didn't spoil it for anyone. Yeah, you spoiled (laughs) it for everybody saying you wrote it. No. Okay. I rolled oh, you roll back. back. Oh, it goes oh people don't know that it does that. Is this I didn't, and I was so surprised, and I'm mad at myself for saying this now. But it was wow. so fun. Thanks for spoiling. <laughs> you were so it. cute, the pure joy on your face right now. <laughs> okay, from Wired, YouTube is hiding channels ad revenue. They say for the past couple of years, a snippet of code on YouTube's website revealed which channels are part of the secret and elusive club of YPP or YouTube Partners Program. Um, but users and activists who have come to rely on that flag suddenly found themselves in the dark. YouTube removed the code, shutting off the ability of creators to keep tab- tabs on their competitors and journalists and researchers to hold the world's largest streaming service accountable for who it allows and to known is what's known as the YPP or YouTube Partner Program. I just see people on YouTube that are successful trying to get off of YouTube. Where are they going? Their own app. Dude oh, Perfect. That would make sense. Dude Perfect's on their own app? Yes, you can get all of Dude Poop, Dude Perfect's. <laughs> dude, it, it should be Dude Poop Poops. <laughs> like, it's that bad. My kids love it to get the content at the time it's released. You have to use their app. Honestly, YouTube that's sucks. a nice thing for them to be into, though. though. Like, mm. they could be into, like, I don't know. It's wholesome, you know? They're maybe the most wholesome people. I don't necessarily love them, but... <laughs> I think that's more indicative of people finally being like, I don't want to rely on YouTube. Yeah. If you build your own audience and people are going to go to your app, you should do it. 
in every YouTube video is like, hey, if you want to see the next thing first, go to the app. Mm-hmm. But it's because of stupid stuff like this and people getting banned and people saying that there's allegations against them and being banned and having a strike against them that makes you not want to be on YouTube. And we always say build on the um, the, the land that you own, the ground that you own, and whatever. If you don't want, if you're not excited about the YouTube partner program, go make your own app. Still put on YouTube, push people to your app. That's where it's going to go. If we're talking 2025 stuff, people are going to be making their own apps, getting people off of YouTube, off of all these platforms, yeah. especially the ones that censor things and are like we get demonetized on certain things because we say the word you said earlier in the show. Yeah. I think about Miss Rachel all the time. I've DM'd her about biz moves she needs to make. Hmm. Has she responded? No, but she is making her own toy line, so she's like starting to try. It's like Mark Rubber. Who's she? <laughs> it's like a NASA guy. Okay. Oh. Next up from Barry Schwartz, uh, one of the most 50 influential PPCers of 2023, he says, Google shopping results with a 30-day low label, which is pretty cool. The fact mm. that you can be in Merchant Center and have a certain SKU be a low price is great. Um, you know, welcome to Amazon 2021. All right, from Jared Bowman. Uh, Jared said, with the release of Gemini AI, you cannot get a better idea of exactly what Google thinks of your website. I was consulting yesterday for a site that got hit by the HCU and stumbled across the, a new type of SGE result. Google literally told me they did not trust the site. Fast forward to Danny Sullivan's response saying, no, guess what? SGE just aggregates a bunch of stuff is my summation of what Danny's saying. Danny says, SGE is not showing what the Google search ranking system thinks of a site, nor do overviews include information that comes from our internal ranking systems. Looking at your examples, I'm pretty sure SGE didn't automatically display any of the summaries because the system didn't think that it would be helpful. But apparently, SGE, equipped with Gemini, is pulling data from other sources. And the sources that you might see in SGE can be very incorrect. Like, if you see, like, is this site helpful? It's using other party information to come up with this knowledge. And it's not I thought it was supposed to be smarter than human experts. You can't even get the 2023 Oscar award winners correct. So take everything you get with AI with a grain of salt. And don't think that just because Gemini SGE said that you're not valid, don't think it means you aren't valid. Like, you are valid. Okay, we're going to get heavy this week. Glenn says, interested in perspectives? Google announced in November that it would be coming to desktop, and I'm seeing it consistently this morning. The perspectives feed is a bit different on desktop. It's more like a traditional SERP. Honestly... I love these results. It's talking about the best Xmas games for gamers. And there are actually people reviewing things. Hmm. I want that more than normal SERPs. Like, this is the feature of Google, in my, my opinion. Get on to perspective. I like how you said Xmas verbally. <laughs> I'm what a big it says. Guy. Yeah. You're probably not an Xmas guy. No. No. I go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Google is removing signals as a reporting identity early next year 
All right. And from Glenn Gabe, he is quote tweeting something from Barry Schwartz with the most chilling cover art I've ever seen. It's like a goldfish skeleton mixed with a Google logo. He has so much fun. It's an alien that. fish. And Barry's saying Google to assign a term internally to what some SEOs are calling parasite SEO. And Glenn says, first, that image from Barry is absolutely terrifying. Second, <laughs> now Google has come up with a different name for parasite SEO. Really? And based on Google's naming schemes lately, I'm sure it will be something super generic like hosted third-party content largely independent of main site purpose. <laughs> you know, because that stuff rolls off the tongue. He's feeling sassy. You, I love it. Glenn is the best. Yeah. Anyway, again, big Glenn show here today. Glenn says... The HCU piece isn't live yet, but I've documented some huge drops for Parasite SEO since updates began last summer. Here are these fresh screenshots of directories containing sponsored content. Huge drops in visibility since then. But again, the HCU isn't, part isn't live yet. Stay tuned. There are huge, huge drop-offs coming from Parasite SEO here. And Barry Schwartz also has a post saying, Google, we've taken steps to deal with Parasite SEO and more to come. Danny Sullivan says that they are going to take uh, steps against Parasite SEO in general. All right, and another story from Glenn Gabe here. Glenn says, quick update on Google Groups. Yep, it's dropping heavily. As reported last week, Google Groups surged like crazy right around the Hidden Gems edition but super dangerous content was ranking for sensitive queries. Seems Google addressed some of the of that already. I'm seeing big drops there when checking the queries that dropped. There are many that were leading to dangerous content. I'm sure Google isn't done yet, but it's a good start. From Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on X, he says, well, he's quote tweeting Glenn. This is another Glenn story. Glenn says, Yep, another step towards Jarvis. This is happening quickly. Google's Project Elman is an internal Google proposal to use artificial intelligence to help users get a bird's eye view of their life stories. And Mike says, this really should be taken away. Mike says, I don't need AI to crawl my photos and tell me my life story. I need AI to crawl my photos every time I took 17 identical snaps. It should choose the best and delete the rest. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that is yeah. creepy. Yeah, I don't need you to tell me my story. Or like with two kids. Especially my story. Like, I don't need yeah. that. I need four years ago. Yeah. No, thanks. Especially with two kids. How about AI crawl your photos? Put the best picture of each of them in one photo for that me, would please. That would be so nice. Just have to do that with my Christmas card. And week. the one of me without red wine stains on my face, that would be very nice. Yeah, yeah replace nice. it with the coffee stains. <laughs> Okay. You know what better yet? Merge them. Oh. Nice shade of maroon brown. (laughs) And from Gil Gildner, at Gil Gildner on X. And Gil says, I've been playing with Grok. It may be even better than GPT. Gil put in the prompt to Grok of saying, I'm building a Google Ads campaign. The client is an outdoor boot retailer. Generate four options for RSA headlines. Grok did a decent job. Said things like step up your style with outdoor footwear, unleash your adventure with durable boots. And then Gil said, don't be afraid to be irreverent. Grok came back and said, don't be a heel. Get our boots and conquer the trail. (laughs) 
Get our boots. I haven't used Grok because I'm I'm just Twitter blue. I'm not premium plus. I don't know what the difference is. I have to probably pay more to get there. But it does seem like it's way more quirky with it. I like it. It also says some things that I don't think you could advertise, like no more excuses, time to explore in our kick-ass boots. I don't think you say kick-ass in there, but whatever. No, but I mean, you could swap one word and use that. That's fine. But it's still corny. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, in the we love you corner from Spotify, we have our year-end recap. And shout out to anybody who shared it. You're going to get a shirt. We'll, We'll DM you and get a shirt if you shared the fact that you're a top listener of us. Maybe but a special Taylor Swift birthday shirt. Coming next week, potentially. Yes. But 67% of our listeners discovered us in 2023. Our top country was the U.S., but people listen to us in 58 countries, that's which crazy. is, that is awesome. wild. Yeah, and that that's is awesome. only on Spotify because it doesn't take into Apple metrics at all. Or YouTube. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube's our biggest channel. And our most new listeners are Portugal, Sweden, Germany, Norway, and New Zealand. Shout out if you're listening in in Portugal or Sweden or Germany or Norway or New Zealand or anywhere. We love you. We appreciate you. And our podcast rating was 4.8, up from 4.7 last year. Is that out of time? Higher than deserve, maybe. Pretty good. And then I would say, too, that we are a top 10 podcast for 416 fans on Spotify. That's a big deal. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. If you share it with your colleagues, you are just extra loved. We sincerely appreciate everything for this silly podcast that mm-hmm. we started, I don't know, five years ago or whatever. 5.8, right? It was like five because it was, yeah, a little more than five because it was before me. Anyway, thank you all. Couldn't do it without you. We appreciate you. That's it in organic. What's happening in social fun? All right, I'm going to try and go fast here. First up in social this week, Threads now has hashtags. But just to keep it simple, they are not calling it hashtags. Topic tags are here. And to be fair, they are a little bit different from hashtags, so I guess it makes sense to call them something different. Um, People don't think that they behave the same or have to follow the same rules. Nicola Agius highlighted key differences between hashtags and topic tags in her coverage for Search Engine Land. Basically, what she noted was that topic tags... Um, will not be required to use the hashtag symbol at the what? beginning. Yeah. That's the whole point. I know, but you don't need, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but you don't need it. Um, they support phrases with spaces, which I think is awesome. It's oh, going to be yeah. so much easier to read. Um, they support special characters. And then the one thing is that they're limited to only one per post. So it really has to be about the topic. But That's dumb. You say that, but it's nice. You can't just like abuse it because I feel like a lot of people abuse hashtags for visibility. So maybe, I mean, it'd be nice if you could have more than one, maybe like one to three and maybe have some kind of limit. But the point is they're just trying to kind of throttle people back from abusing the feature. I still think the biggest limitation is that threads don't want to touch on sensitive topics. Yes. Maybe have a sensitive topic tag and then people can just block that. Mm. Something. I don't know. Anyway, um, I even have news from Glenn Gabe this week. He posted on X. U.S. teens, a U.S. teen survey of just over, I'm paraphrasing, over 14,000, 1,400, 13 to 17-year-olds of them, 93% use YouTube, 63% use TikTok, 60% use Snapchat, 59% use Instagram, and 33% use Facebook. And of them, approximately 33% 
of the teens use at least one of these almost constantly. That's a big term. Yeah, what is that? Mean? Almost constantly. So they were um, they broke it down into um, about once a day, several times a day, or almost constantly. And 100% of 16-year-olds did not have to bring their computer to their face <laughs> to read. <laughs> they have good eyesight. Yes. Fair enough. I, I mean, I don't think that most of that comes as a surprise. Kids today roll on their phones I'm all the time. I'm always shocked by Snapchat. I'm shocked by Facebook. 33% of teens are on yeah. Facebook? That seems That's high. Wild. That seems high. I feel like they have to make it for like a class or maybe like find a, their college a social roommate. media history class. Yeah. I did make one to find my college roommate. So, yeah. How'd that work out? She, we're still friends. Yeah. Yep. Kelsey. When's the last time you talked to her? Today. Wait, teens are trying to find their college she roommate. She has C O V I D. What? Today? Kelsey, she's in my phone as partner. She's been 19. We're best friends. Is Wait, you're not a teen, Shep. Yes. When's the last time you saw her in person? Um, hmm. We're both moms. Hmm, you just see each other more. I've seen her like in the fall. You should see each other almost constantly. We mm. do Zoom meetups. She does not listen to the show. That's the real test of friendship. Mm. 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 Yeah, she's mm. a teacher. Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Where's your freshman year roommate? Um, He is in trouble... Bad. With the law. Oh no! <laughs> and shout yes, out Worm. Yeah. Yours were your parents, right? My college roommates. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Going strong. They're on Facebook. Going strong. Yeah. Anyway, this is teens. Shep, teens don't have college roommates yet. Eighteen. But you're trying to find whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, yeah, a third of teens are on Facebook. Blew my mind. That's okay. crazy. There's more stats in the report if you want to look at it. Um, WhatsApp is introducing pinned messages so you can pin something to the top of a chat if it's important and you can do it for 24 hours, 7 days, or 30 days. So that's cool. Choose your own adventure. Just in time for the holidays, a new report shows that in-app spending on TikTok continues to rise. Um, I know we've reported before that TikTok shopping behavior in the U.S. has been slow compared to other regions, but according to this report from data.ai, consumers in the United States are tied with iOS users in China for the amount of TikTok's life-to-date revenue they've contributed. Both have generated approximately 30% of it alone. So people are spending in the U.S. on TikTok. Make note. From TechCrunch, Elon Musk has announced that X, formerly Twitter, will be bringing videos to spaces. The social network's live audio conversation feature. Musk said X plans to launch the feature by the end of the year, but certainly by early next year if they don't make the mark. He said it'll be a simple thing where you can just turn the video on and off. And he did note that it's going to behave kind of like – live video, by the way. It's going to um, – Behave the same way like Google Meet or Zoom does where whoever's speaking, if there's multiple speakers, it'll kind of feature them um, and switch back and forth. So that's cool if and when it happens. And finally, here in social, Snapchat Plus users will rejoice in knowing that Snap has announced some new generative AI features coming their way, including the ability to create images with text prompts, um, an outcropping feature to zoom out or extend your images, as well as the ability to create collaborative dreams creations with your friends. I guess non-plusers can already make dreams, but you're limited to eight, and then you can pay for them from there, but you can't even pull your friends into your nightmares or dreams. Um, so <laughs> now you can if you have plus. So do you have more nightmares than dreams? What do you? Oh, definitely more yeah. nightmares. Me too. Really? Yeah. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. All right, so I know we've complained about this before, but we need to continue complaining about it. GA4 
reporting sucks. You have to create explore reports. I was viewing a report that told me that it was 100% unsampled data and that I was missing traffic sources and had to create a custom explore report just to see traffic from Facebook because the only social traffic the other report was showing me was LinkedIn. And I know for a fact we're getting traffic from Facebook because we use Sprout and I see clicks. What is that? Tell me, tell me it's sampled and I'm okay with it. Tell me it's unsampled. You're removing my data. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Change the record. For me this week, we are now like midway through the second week, but there was a Friday of December and I have a big B2B client who wanted to spend as much as they could earlier in the month. We use all target CPA bidding. It works so well for them, but they just want to spend and see how it works out. So first week we tried to raise the target CPAs and the CPA went up, but like conversions didn't go up with it. Like it was just spend. So we tried to do max conversions yesterday, mm. and it's spending, baby. It's spending. <laughs> we'll see if the conversions come in with it. But if you really just need to spend money, it'll spend overnight. That is one of the most dubious changes that's happened is changing your bid type from target CPA or target ROAS to maximize conversions. Yeah. Target ROAS. The maximize conversion value to target row because they want you to just forget about the target it's row ads. not the same yeah. how could that be the same type of bidding strategy all right and for me i'm sorry i do a lot of training and whenever i use microsoft and i try to change bids or to try to change budgets the prompt box never works the minute it takes my eyes off the screen it just goes away. That Microsoft, an editor was like down today. How it, is I couldn't that do anything. Yeah, you are like the one of the top five companies in the U.S. and you can't use in your ad platform the ability to hit the prompt box and type. <laughs> How is that a thing? <laughs> and now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool will help you create a chat bot if you need that bot for your website. It's Wonder Chat, which uses ChatGPT to build a customer assistant for your site using your own knowledge base, so your own site content and documents. That was a terrible. Yeah. I mean, rhyme. you could have, you should have said, I've been doing this for years. What else do you want from me? Don't say better, better, because I'm Do you don't want me to say better? Trying. Because I can say better. Yeah. Well, what would you prefer? Do a better one. You can't, you rhymed a word with a word. Yeah. Chat, chat and that. With that thought. No, You want chat a chat bot. bot? Have you ever thought about? No, bot doesn't rhyme. Mine thought a bot. It, I was rhyming chat and that, but it's a chat bot, so I had to say that bot. Bot, though, should be like a bot. Okay, so it'll help you create a chat bot <laughs> if you need that or not for there your website. Go. Been good. Because even if you don't need it, you should try it. Oh! Oh! Empty cup. It's fine. Okay, anyway, as I was saying, um, it uses your own site content or documents to create a knowledge base. You can collect customer feedback on the experience, review chat analytics to help improve it further post-launch, and you can even have it tag in a human when it needs one because Lord knows we all need humans no matter how well AI works. So Wonder Chat is free to try. 
not free forever, but free to try. So you can see if it's right for you before you com- can bleh, before you commit to it and you can set it up in five minutes. As always, we'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. That's newsletter.andcommunity.marketingandclock.com respectively. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only Menachem Ani over on Search Engine Land. And Menachem has a post called Paid Search for Lead Gen Tips for New Accounts with Limited Budgets. Because a lot of people cannot always raise their budgets like the optimization score tells you to. Menachem runs through what campaigns are actually at your disposal, advice on campaign structure, conversion tracking best practices, common mistakes to avoid, and tips for testing on a small budget. So if you're looking for an article that rocks, Menachem will blow off your socks. That's what she should have done, Jess. That wasn't her story. (laughs) So thank you, Menachem, over on Search Engine Land. Don't miss it. If you want all of the stories from this week, newsletter.marketingclock.com. It's a great one. You should go sign up right now or head on over to our Discord channel, community.marketingclock.com. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Jess, Bob, what will you be listening to this week? I will be listening to In a Broken Dream by your old college roommate, Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh, you saw him doing like push up, push, uh, setups. Right? Rod Stewart and Kelsey. Those were my roommates. <laughs> Find them on Facebook. I will be adding Present Without a Bow from the Casey Musgraves Christmas show with Casey Musgraves and Leon Bridges. True or false? Did you live in the same building as Rob? Yeah, he lived in the penthouse and I lived Mm. in a one-bedroom apartment with four girls Mm. on the 42nd floor. It's true. Mm. And what is your song? My song is just my life right now. Running on Empty by Jackson Brown. I feel like I need a break. (laughs) I agree, Greg. This is like we Me podcast too. three times a week this week. I just, I'm on empty. I don't know if you've taken a day off this year. I think I've taken like a few. You need to. I do. All right. That does it for today's show. It's now officially not marketing clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. And we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today, we are playing everyone's favorite game... I'm excited. We are picking songs that get stuck in your head. Is this technically a draft? No. Yeah, sure. I just feel like nobody wants my songs. Nobody listens to your song (laughs) and none of your songs would ever get stuck in anybody else's head. So I agree with you on that. Okay. Well, we'll see. So we'll draft three songs each. Yep. All right. Okay. Now I want to like pick different songs. Serpentine? (laughs) It's Serpentine. Yep. Snake draft. Okay. Um, I'm going first. Yep. 
This is your game. This is everybody's favorite game, Shepard. You're spearheading this whole thing. Okay, absolutely. Number one came right to my mind, Taylor Swift, Out of the Woods. Couldn't tell you what the song was. It's out of my head. head. Everyone yeah. likes it if they listen. And you have to hear the acoustic version oh. that she performed live at the 1989 tour. And she was live back then? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stuck First of all, like she was born song. in the late 1989. That's why the album's called 1989. Oh, she came out of the womb singing? Mm. Yeah, she did. Mm. The okay. late 19... Like, what? when? December 13th. It's her birthday. She That was a baited question. Wait, no, we, that's uh, today. Yeah, we're recording on Taylor Swift's birthday. Today's her birthday, and this is the first yes. time hearing of it? I'm surprised you're here at work, Shep. It might be mentioned earlier in the show, but... Mm. <laughs> oh, it will well, be. I wasn't listening. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Woodsy Fella by Taylor no, Swift? No, Out of the Woods has the best bridge. Out of the Woods by Taylor Swift. Okay, I'm going to go with one that's like kind of a new one for me because on Instagram, I've started following accounts that just make me smile more. And there's these like really crappy magicians, Siegfried <laughs> and Joy. You know that one? That's good. They hold like a little sheet up and wave it. And then you can see people like coming in the background or like leaving. <laughs> I think I would <laughs> and like they this. drop it down. And it's always... Celine Dion touched me like this. <laughs> and you touched me like that. And it's like, baby. And I have it in my head yes. all day wow. long. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible it's not song to be touch stuck me. in your It's head. called It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Whatever. And do you listen to the radio edit or the eight minute long mm. version? I listen to the thing on Instagram from Siegfried and Joy. That is a great That is pick. really good. Thanks. But you have to like listen to the song to get it out of your head, no? It is in my head now every minute of the day. So then you look for the videos to get it out. I just, I, I see one and no, no, it's, it, it's in and it's 24 hours in. The baby, baby, baby. Have you seen the music video? No. It's iconic. Find yourself two hours and watch. <laughs> <laughs> my number one earworm, nobody's going to know this either, but um, Vanish by Atmosphere. If I hear like one word that is used in that song, that song is stuck in my head for the rest of the day and I will just sing it. And it's like a one and a half minute song. So I just have to like listen to it several times to get it out of my head. Total earworm. Must have vanished from my brain when I was <laughs> making my list. <laughs> okay, Tables, what is your first selection? So I'm going to go with what I woke up stuck in my head. We watched a family movie yesterday. Santa Claus is Coming to Town was in the movie. The Bruce Springsteen version of that song is stuck in my head currently. Solid choice, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good song. Never seen it, the movie. Oh, me either. The but movie's not good. The mm -hmm. song is, yeah, especially mm -hmm. that version. I right. have a holiday song, too. Well, oh, no, it's a snake. It's Serpentine. a snake. Now yeah. you're going to take mine. I'm going to take yours now. I have a holiday song, too. I'm going to do it right before you. Okay, we'll see. Tabes, you get another one. Okay, so I guess whenever I'm having a good time or like about to go out with my friends, have a couple drinks, a lot of the time I get Ba with the boss stuck in my head. My name is Kid! By Kid Rock, and it's... I don't know why. <laughs> I am so excited, although you know Cowboy is a superior song. No. Yeah. I don't Just, think so. It is. Nothing's like that intro. I know. Kid Rock that is like a clown. My name is Kid. <laughs> it does get you fired. That would be a good shoot in the hack he song. He is the, deeply uncool. Intro yeah, but he didn't used to be. When that song came out, he was the shiznit. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think I ever would have thought so. You've never sounded older in your life. (laughs) Thank you. That sentence was deeply uncool. I was trying not to swear. From the same TRL top 10, probably my next pick is Roland by Limp Bizkit. Once that's in there, that is not coming out. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Greg? So mine is a really... No, I'm going to take the Christmas one. I'm going to take the Christmas one now. Okay, hang on. So there's one section of this song. The A is inappropriate. And B, cannot ever leave my brain. So this is Holly Jolly Christmas, the Burl Ives version. Mm. Burl Ives. Where he's like, and kiss her once for me. Yeah. That gets stuck in my mind. I don't know why. You know, it's like, have a Holly Jolly. <laughs> if you see her, kiss her once for me. Who like, is she? I don't know. She's and that's inappropriate. Like, why are you kissing somebody for Burl Ives? I don't know. Is it Burl, his mom? go find your girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you being like, oh, just give her a kiss for me? That's inappropriate. Yeah, that's weird. And then He's talking just, about someone in the song, right? I'm trying to go backwards in the lyrics. It's just like, there's this one part where it's like, kiss her once Say, for me. Yeah. But I'll hear it on the radio and be like, this is inappropriate. Somebody waits but, for you under the mistletoe. Kiss oh, her once for me. Yeah. But she's waiting for him. She's consenting. But it's not him. She's no. consenting to Burl. Maybe somebody Burl waits saying, for you. Yeah. Kiss her once for me. So like you Wait. kiss her twice. She's there for you. But she wants Burl and Travis is giving her a kiss. Interesting oh. name choice. Then maybe that's <laughs> Travis's <laughs> problem, not <laughs> Burl. Burl lives. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go holiday, last Christmas by Wham. Ooh. Lives rent free in my head. It's not a good song. It's but not a good it song, but stuck. and everyone covers it. Like we all know it's a bad song, and yet we keep perpetuating yeah. it. Okay, and then my final one is the kids' frog song, where like both the the noises that they say the frogs make are wrong. I just think about it a lot. I don't know that song. We know frogs go la di da di da. You don't know that song. Oh, Miss Rachel loves it. Yeah, but they say two separate sounds that frogs make, and neither of them are ribbit. Hmm. I'm going between two kids songs and one of them is Watermelon Meow Meow where it's like, hello, who's this? Uh Watermelon Meow Meow. Uh And that doesn't leave my head. And it's between that and It's Corn by the Gregory Brothers. It's "It's Corn. Juicy Knobs. Is that the corn kid? It came from the corn kid? He should have been just because he's cute. I know. I might go It's Corn because whenever I see corn, I I think of like, It's Corn. So you just got to pick two? I'm going to go It's Corn. Okay. Final answer. Hmm. Watermelon Meow Meow would have been a runner. I don't know that one. That one, like, you'll just walk up to someone and say, Watermelon Meow Meow, after you hear it. And it's, it's, just, it's the worst. Hello? It's the worst. Is anybody it's there? Song. It's Watermelon Meow Meow. Yeah. Well, I didn't have time to prepare for this, so I didn't think of any holiday or Christmas songs, but I'm going to go with Rebel Yell by Billy Idol because I feel like you just want to say more, more, more all the time. Oh. No? <laughs> Do you know that song? Yeah. I'm not going to sing it. I, I don't think about it, it a lot, but I guess maybe mm-hmm. if I heard it, it would be stuck in my head. No, I could see I that getting stuck in. Billy Idol a lot. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You think about Billy, Billy Idol a lot? I do. How often? A couple times a week. William. Yeah. Hmm. BFI. He's amazing. He's such a character. I love him. I think he's great. Song what do you live. like about him? His aesthetic, his music. Mm. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get at? I'm just wondering. Oh, yeah. I just love him. I just think he's Two like. Two times a week is a lot. He's like Billy 95 Idol. years old and he's just still got under. his like silver hair and his spray tan and his abs and I'm he's such a badass. Yeah. He's, on 95? he's probably over? like 65. His age? Yeah. Under. He's got to be like 65, but he's still like a ladies' man and he has a good Christmas song, actually. And no, he's just, I don't know. His music is Rebel lovely. Christmas? <laughs> Who do you think's older? Don't You look guys up. were way. Wow. He's okay. 86. Who's older? He's 86. 
No, he's not 86. He's 68. She can't oh, read. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's true. And that's true. <laughs> looking at my list the whole game. I've been looking at your list. Why would it take the Taylor Swift song I've never heard of? How old do you think Cher is? Oh, Cher's older. Cher's in her 70s. Okay. I know it? everyone's age. Cher is like 73. Okay. You're four years off. 77. <sighs> Wow! You Did you know. Google that recently? No, we had a we were heading to our holiday party, and our Rochester team was just guessing ages the whole way up. That's fun yeah. for two hours. Okay, tapes, <laughs> bring us home. So the song that's been stuck in my head the most frequently, probably for the past twenty years, is "Feeling This" by Blink One Eighty Two. If I hear that drum fill, automatically my head goes there. <clears throat> and that's wait, where wait, are wait, you? Hang on, tables. Um, I got a note from Wrong Shop. Song. Yeah, it's actually Blink Two Eighty One. <laughs> I really, I did. I was like dyslexic for a moment. That was kind of crazy. And I would like to give an honorable mention. Um, something that's been stuck in my head for the last five minutes was Greg's belt. She decided decided to burp directly into the mic. You wanted a mic check directly into the mic. It's never happened. That was an all time low. Almost six years we've done this. That has never happened before. You wanted a mic check. Okay, so let us know what you think of our songs, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it live.